Uh, welcome to the Altura podcast. Uh, I'm Adrian Huerta, one part of uh, Altura, one fourth, 25% of Altura. Uh, here with the other 75%. Uh, we have Diego Guerrero, uh, John Acevedo, and Eduardo Gomez. Uh, we up? currently have an exhibit uh, called Beauty and Fear, curated by Summer Bernal. Uh, sweetheart, amazing human, and she put on a, a, she put together an amazing group of artists, and we're, we're super privileged to have her uh, bring uh, these artists in. Uh, we have 66% of those <laughs> artists. Is that right? Is that good math? <laughs> That's good math. Is that good math? All right, cool. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, so, uh, gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Please introduce yourself and uh, and uh, your art and craft and, and how you like to be uh, labeled. Uh, my name is uh, Victor Rosas and a pre-maker. Um, my name is Pablo Acevedo and I'm a pre-maker as well. All right, g- gentlemen, thank you. Thank you so much for coming through. Um, for the people listening, if you hear uh, raccoons or planes or cars Crickets. or babies crying, uh, we're in uh, we're in my backyard. So I appreciate the, the guys coming through. Uh, I appreciate uh, Victor and Pavel for uh, making the time to come through and finding parking because uh, it's just it's just uh, it's nicer out here than it is in Altura. <laughs> so anybody that's been to Altura, we appreciate you. Thank you for coming to get sweaty with us. So. Um, we really appreciate that, uh, but it's a little fresher out here. Uh, how, how are we doing weather-wise? Are we good, guys? Yeah, it's really nice. Nice and it's quiet. Beautiful. It's nice. Thank you. Beautiful night. Thank you. My baby built this house. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just no, no. <laughs> guys, uh, please, uh, how, can you give us, um, I guess, uh, how you came about being at Altura? I know it's through Summer Bernal, but uh, how did that process happen? Uh, well, she just came to the studio, and then uh, she invited me to be part of the show. And then uh, she explained me the concept. And then from that, I started working on um, some of the pieces for the show. Yeah, I was in the same situation. She w- she mentioned it about uh, having this um, uh, three-person like show. And mm-hmm. she was like, I, I think uh, you'll be a good fit. And yeah, just like talking about like a little bit about Altura. And yeah, I was like, yeah, for sure, let's do it. Are you guys both uh, based out of LA right now? Yeah. Mm. Well, you told me you're doing a studio or a residency currently. No, right now I finished the residency on the this no February in um, Selfful Graphics. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what that's I was doing at re- residency right now. But uh, no, right now um, no 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 residency is coming for, for a little bit. Victor, you have your studio here in uh, Los Angeles, or? No, I live in Selfa Graphics. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have the studio there. Okay. No, that's a great space. Yeah, yeah. Selfa Graphics, um, it's, a, it's a staple. Yeah. So the show, um, the show is called Beauty and Fear. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about maybe how some of those themes are a part of your work? Um, you know. It, it, I'm sure you had the conversation with with Summer about what what her vision, uh, but I'm I'm also sure she saw some of some of that in your work, um, and I think there's some present themes there. Can you guys each talk maybe a little bit about uh, about some of that and how you think you fit into that that concept as far as with with what you're showing at the current show and also just your work in general. Um, well, I think uh, um, the concept of uh, beauty and fear is always like uh, it's a uh, it's a backbone in in visual arts, and that's always like you always like kind of like uh, coquetesque, and 
tema siempre que estás produciendo trabajo. So to me it was like a, something that is always like a borderline and uh, it's always like an inspiration. Even like when you're like uh, thinking about to work on a concept and even to bring it with like your uh, your materials into like bringing in a in an actual image. So yeah, it was like um, it was cool when. Um, Summer brought the idea of having those two concepts and it was a way to like uh, revisit some uh, other work that I done before so I was like yeah it's always good to like just go to like a, a, a raw like concept into like a visual arts um, I think a lot of my work is a little bit dark and it has to do a lot of uh, uh, human behavior So I think um, the concept kind of fit in. And uh, one of the things that we see in fear, for example, is that it creates a lot of problems in humans. And in the same way, it seems like um, instead of saying, I mean, seeing beauty, it seems that we have concepts about it. And then we have likes and dislikes that kind of stuff so um, it was very interesting though to kind of explore it a little bit more yeah i think it it sort of t it touches on the duality of kind of like what you said the human the human experience of so it's you know there's there's so many conflicting you know things and concepts and ideas that we sort of live with and it's really beautiful to see sort of how how you all express that in your work um What do you think about s sort of how printmaking fits into that concept? Um, from my own experience, I see printmaking not only as a beautiful art form, but also a very technical art form. So it's that there's also a sort of duality in printmaking from my perspective. Do you do you see that yourself? Do you how do you experience it in that in that sense? Uh, printmaking is really interesting, though, because. Um You create an image, but that image also can repeat itself, you know? And also, it can go in different places too. But uh, also, like, when you think, for example, when you meet someone, they give you the first impression, right? And then from that impression, uh, somebody else asks you about that person, then you pass that impression to the person, you know? Mm -hmm. So it kind of goes like that, which, which is really interesting, no? And also the part of experimentation too. Um, I really like um, textures to kind of create depth into the pieces. So I can explore a lot of techniques to be able to create that and be able to create sort of like a feeling into it, you know? Now you're both printmakers. Um, what is, what, um, techniques are you guys mostly using um i know you got like um you you told me you use um linoleum or, yeah, or woodcuts mostly both of you uh i like to mix everything yeah, yeah um the way that i i i approach it, like pre-making especially in like a relief print like linoleum or like woodblock is like to try to like uh expand the the textures and the aesthetic into other mediums like painting 
or like even like to explore other like uh, other like surfaces besides like paper. And two is like the way to like even like um, question about like uh, um, to like make a duplicate about of one original or like oh yeah or see like how how far I can just like go with the with the same technique and even to like as a, as an education to you know because there's a lot of uh, different ways that you can approach it uh, because it's not the same way that you can uh, do like uh, an edition of a uh, one plate then just like approaching the technique to a teaching person you know to teach with somebody or to share in a workshop you know it's like it's a different medium and people get excited with that so that's that's the awesome part about like pre-making like it's a it's a shape shape shifter to mm -hmm. me that's what it is now victor you said that you like to mix different mediums uh what are some of those uh or techniques uh that you like to mix or all the different ones that you kind of play with um, I use plastics, I use uh, paper, I use um, cardboard, I use um, techniques that has to do with um, sort of like lithograph, but using photocopies. Um, like photo transfers? Yeah, oh. but also you can draw on a cardboard with uh, something that has oil on it. And then it becomes a plate. I use uh, woodcuts. Um, like a grease marker? Yeah. Like a china marker? Yeah. yeah. I use fabrics. <laughs> I use anything. Uh, I print with flowers. Chincolet yeah, as well. I mean, I'm sure you guys. Chincolet, yeah. You have different things. Can you guys tell us a little bit about your first experiences with printmaking? What were some of the first times where you realized, oh, this is, this is a, a, an avenue for expression of piece of art when did what were some of your first experiences with it i think uh was like i think for me it was like the way to hang out and like the way to learn without having like uh like um like a like a in like como una escuela because cuando empecé a ser pre-making yeah, I, I it was like self-taught so there wasn't like basically like the idea of like having a teacher it was like somebody in a group like of friends they knew a little bit more about it so we were sharing like the like the technique by just like doing it and just like watching and learning so it was like it was that's how it was to me and it was like uh era más cómodo como el poderte equivocar and it was like yeah you you just like made a mistake so i mean whatever and that's how it started everything later on when i went to school it was a little bit more like uh it was a little bit more like kind of rigid because you have to like develop a technique be like there's like a teacher so there's a nice that you have to be in that structure until later on it was more like okay i i went back into my own terms and i felt okay this is better to me so have like all these like moments so i kind of experienced it so that's when I feel like, okay, this is cool to me because now I, I have those two experiences experiences about like learning and I feel like I can just like meet other like folks and other like pre-makers and yeah, develop like different like uh, ways how to approach it. Victor, you want to weigh in on, on some of your first experiences with printmaking? Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, um, I didn't went to art school, so I kind of learned 
mostly by making mistakes and then um, it's very interesting because um, I kind of discover new things you know just by making those mistakes and it's um, I really love my mistakes <laughs> and when I replicate them sometimes you know because of uh, also great textures um, so also you learn about uh, different types of ink you know and then when you make those mistakes you learn that the inks actually can produce something interesting you know and so yeah that that's the greatest thing about it i think learning from mistakes is like one of the best ways to learn you yeah. know because um as an artist you know you you can't be afraid of failure you're gonna fail you're gonna get up you're gonna fall you're gonna get up um, and you know a lot of times when like you're saying you learn from making a lot of mistakes mm. like that's such a great thing because you know you're learning other things um, and now you're saying that you're trying to rep like recreate them yeah. um, like that's one of the things for for me that I it took me some time to kind of learn how to embrace my mistakes and kind of like like play with making mistakes a little more and that's that's very interesting that you bring that up but they're yeah, beautiful that's the best way to learn yeah <clears throat> I also had a question about you guys as printmakers um, how do you guys feel as printmakers how the art community is representing printmakers? Do you guys feel that it's underrepresented? Do you guys feel that there should be, you know, more printmaking out there? Do you feel like, you know, because there's, there's, there's a hierarchy in yeah. the art world, right? Between like painting and like sculpture and, yeah. you know, um, how, how do you guys feel about that? Where do you guys like stand on, on, on printmaking and the way it's kind of like, viewed in the art world uh, it's a little bit complex though it depends I mean printmaking seems like it's a little bit cheaper because you can reproduce them and right. a painting is just one so it's more expensive and seems like a lot of galleries um, wants paintings and sculptures you know um, but um, and also right now I guess a lot of schools are closing down that department um, I think um, also depends what type of image you produce, you know? Because sometimes your images that produce is a little bit um, not happy, happy images. <laughs> so it's a little bit hard to sell them. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, I mean, you can, if you find your niche in printmaking, I think you will be like cool with it. Because I mean, uh, I don't know, when you made printmakers, they kind of chill. You know, they're like, uh, they're always like willing to share like uh, anything that they they've learned, you know, many tricks or like mistakes or like or talk about it, you know. That's why uh, that's why I like uh, run into it. And there's always like um, these printmakers. They a lot of them you can f you can like meet. They they just start doing it by just hanging out, you know, by just because they like uh, a cover or an album and they're like how you did it. I would screen print and that's how they they went, you know. So it's. I think it's more like, um, yeah, more like a relax, like to me. Yeah, but there's still like some kind of a hierarchies you can see there. Uh, but it's yeah. Other than I don't have much experience about like uh, painters or sculptures, but it's still like a place that you can see like a printmaker doing like, like a kind of like edition with a higher higher. Um, studio but at the same time you can see it like making like patches and just sharing and 
with somebody they just barely started you know so that i think like that's a that's a cool part about it um speaking on the hierarchies of like you know in the art world how do you guys see yourself maneuvering through that i don't know politics or just kind of the the different communities you know different communities maybe maybe like find out you know like classes and yeah how do you feel about that or how, where do you see yourself maneuvering with that through that uh, i think it's uh, myself it's just like uh like um it's, it's just something that uh, um a practice it has to be doing like mostly day by day and just like just just be involved with your my work and um, and trying to like expand more my voice and try to like to go to that place that I'm, I'm thinking or I'm feeling it and like yeah where everything that will comes after is just like uh, just a run into it and because at the same time it's just like try to like see how like I'm expanding like uh, pre-making um, and what, what are the other areas that I'm just gonna be like uh, um um hanging out at the same time so it's just like yeah that's how i see it um because there's times that i can just like uh be working in the studio but at the same time uh there's other times that i'm just gonna be involved in a demo like a workshop so it's like that i guess that always keeps me like kind of busy in my head so i just have to at the end like go back and just make work and try to see what else i can just find it see more um I'm addicted to pre-making, so I'm trying to be in the studio all the time. <laughs> That's the main thing to me. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know why. Uh, it's addictive. Yes, it's, it's very addictive. Um, so once in a while, I go outside and then <laughs> kind of <laughs> trying to sell stuff <laughs> or. Um, uh, teach some workshops and stuff like that. Because even too, like when, like when we were uh, Victor and I we were talking about like screen print. There's like even some techniques that still you have to like kind of like get into it to have like more like the knowledge. And from that, it's like okay, it's it's another outlet. They pro you're gonna find out in a, I don't know, you're gonna find out the outlet for like an X project that you're gonna be doing like in the near future. Mm -hmm. So it's always like kind of like okay cool you're gonna be doing something else and like it, it, it keeps it like refreshing I don't know yeah. and that's why I also always like it's like addictive every time you're gonna pull out a print it's everybody's like wow you know even the first time and it never gets old never gets old so that's that's the fun part about it. One of the things and, and you both sort of touched on this in, in some ways one of the things that at Altura we like to really emphasize is community. Um, working class community. Um, I think based on what some of the things you've been sharing, communi community and, and sort of the places maybe you, you all were first exposed to printmaking have, have nurtured your love for printmaking, be it through people that taught you, um, you know, outside of school mostly. Uh, can you talk a little bit about those communities that nurtured you and in, in your printmaking sort of ambitions? And one sense, I mean, just what type of people encouraged you or gave you the space or taught you to to make those mistakes and make the work that you that you make? I feel like printmaking has has a, a lot of ties to community 
through schools or, or not necessarily schools, but talleres, yeah. um, things like that that are often offered all over the place in, in, in you know, different community spaces like self-help graphics or where they have you know, free printmaking classes or things of that nature. Or even going back to like a music scene, the punk scene, people were making DIY t-shirts, yeah. you know, and there's always friends that teach you how to do all of that stuff. I think those communities are really important to sort of our identity as Altura, but also just to printmaking in general. That's my, my perspective. Can you tell us a little bit, maybe some of those experiences with the communities that nurtured you? Yeah, I mean, I think some other talleres, the... Um, uh, I knew them because they came to self graphics and they come with their own uh, technical stuff. And then you meet people that are um, really, really good at it, you know? And then um, it's some of them, for example, uh, they use like really cheap materials, <laughs> but they really, the skill is amazing. And then, because before you used to think like, oh, I had to buy, you know, this expensive tool or whatever. And then when you see this guy making this amazing print, you know, and then you look at every detail, it's very clean, very sharp. And they did it with a speedball uh, tool, which is really cheap, you know. <laughs> and then you're like, wow, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. And um, so you meet people, yeah, from other other um, studios and the, uh, other uh, states that, that come there and then show you their own skills and stuff. And um, you kind of like get impressed and you try to um, find out how to do it yourself, you know? Yeah, because uh, for example, to me, it's like uh, when they give you a chance to like perform or like you know you don't know anything about it you're like i'm gonna fuck it up you know it's like i'll do it you know it's so cool so it was like to learn in the places that we almost like burn a studio you know but it was like we managed that so it's like and there was like uh or like friend who's like had like uh assessor del grupo said like you learn about the mistakes that i'm doing i was like okay cool you know so it's like Pre-making feel like it's like not a linear. So like Victor said, there's an uh, there's an artist that can do something, but it's uh, the most like inexpensive like speedball like cutting tool, and it works fine. Then somebody that can just do the most expensive and it's like it's not working. So it's there's no always like uh, uh, this is the way that you have to do it. You know, it's the way that it's gonna fit to you and that you feel it's like it's developing your voice. So. That's the cool part about it, and uh, and yeah, there's like oh, gonna be all the people that's gonna be super technical about like this is how you have to wear, this is how you have to cut, this is so it, it it's kind of like uh, a world that you can like it's always like a fit for anybody and even is in the same area or discipline. So it's a cool part. Yeah, I think those communities are are important, like how Diego. Um, was talking about because you know you guys are doing um, lino cuts and wood cuts and not everyone has a press <laughs> you know they're, they're, the community is smaller mm -hmm. because you know it's it's expensive and it's heavy and, and you need the, the space to have that um, so what are some of the communities I know you're originally from from Oaxaca mm -hmm. uh, Victor I don't know are you originally no I'm from Veracruz okay yeah. Veracruz and you now in LA mm -hmm. um, so what like how do you feel the communities have differed from like Oaxaca or or I don't know if you had any experiences in Veracruz with printmaking and then compared to here well uh, I grew up in a place where we didn't have art um, 
the only art that I saw was uh, the sculpture from the church. <laughs> they were beautiful. <laughs> uh, so when I came here, uh, what happened is I quit school in, in Mexico because uh, I didn't like school and I didn't know what, what I want to do because uh, I do like a lot of stuff. And so when I came here, um, I used to have this roommate and he told me about software graphics and I went over there and that's how I got into printmaking. And then um, uh, from that I just started like um, develop sort of like my style and then everything started happening. And I was very curious about uh, how far I can take pre-making. At the beginning I was, uh, I met this friend of mine from Colombia and we started putting sounds to the prints. I did like a little installations and then we put sounds to it. And then I was interested in, we were interested in sounds because um, we were talking about how sounds affects um, emotions. And also of course sounds also can kill you. <laughs> and so we were exploring all that stuff at the beginning. Yeah, for example, uh, to me the experience in Oaxaca, I got spoiled because there was a there was a press. Any anybody can have a press, you know. There was an access for a press. In uh, getting here, there was no access for a press. Everything, if there was a press, it was like um, a museum, and it's, they have like rigid hours. And over there, we were using like aguarras and cualquier solvente. And aquí era como, oh, we have to do like everything. Like, water base and you barely like open up in a warras and everybody's like oh my god I'm freaking out so like, what's, what's this you know <laughs> so it was like it was a lot of like adapting and I didn't have a press and I was like getting more into it because at the same time um, it was a way to like to kind of like uh, conectarme con la comunidad y conocer más sobre especialmente la comunidad migrante y pre-making has the outlet about like talking about like social content and your even in your work or you can even like be involved in a workshop about it so para mí eso era importante porque uh, muchas de las imágenes que a mí me interesan nacieron de ahí so I was like and even in Oaxaca it's like es es algo que es viene viene con el territorio so después uh, comencé a trabajar y I was just doing everything with a little press and I make it work and cada vez que alguien me veía mi trabajo decía, oh, estás haciendo bien, so I can give you a chance to work in a press or a studio and, and así hasta que después uh, I made a, a, a friend from El Paso and they invited me to the portfolio and, and um, they asked me if I was like, if I need a press or something, I said like, yeah, but there's, it's hard to get an access. So they, they, they gave me a press to like print it. So with that too, like with that same spirit, it's like if if there's somebody like an old friend like needs a press, it's like yeah, just 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 the press, you know, because that's kind of like la camaradería que puedes encontrar en el grabado, and it's like it's cool, you know, you just pass, just just pass it pass it along. There's a network of presses throughout. Yeah, <laughs> you know, different universities. Um, I went to Long Beach State, and their print department was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I did I took a lot of printmaking there. Um, and I know how how difficult it is to find you know presses. Uh, yeah, 
Then, uh, and for example, even when I know st students, they were just like hanging out and they told me sometimes they're like, the only students like working in the print studio. And I was like, that that's amazing because, mm -hmm. yeah, there's no many. And it's cool because you can appreciate it to like the need, you know, and the, you, you, you don't have to be a gatekeeper. You have to just pass right. around, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about um, like your immigrant experience. I know a little bit of what you already talked about was that uh, with regards to printmaking, but in general, I think I think it can be a very impactful experience for people to come to the U.S. and work here and and even just make a, like get food on the table and a place to live. Um, has have has that been an impactful experience for you? And how has it, if at all, impacted sort of the way you make art and the way you 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 have found yourself in the art scene today yeah especially as an artist right i mean that's it's hard as it is but as an artist it's even like <laughs> harder <laughs> i'm sure um it's it's been um a learning process because i mean at the same time there is a it's it's como it's muy generoso el, el, uh, la, la disciplina del grabado in an open you like areas like it's it's a way that you can just uh, uh yeah you move around and at the same time that you're moving around you have to bring your friends you know or you're like just camaradas uh, uh any project you know because the, i mean that's that's what it is for you know it's it's, it's it's a rigid game so you can have to mm -hmm. squeeze your your people there just to make it a little bit like even i guess but uh, yeah, it's always like a, a, a learning process. Like, yeah, learning process used to learn like uh, how like to get involved with other communities, it's especially here in Los Angeles. It's, uh, it's it's been like it's been really interesting since I, I've been like in different areas it's in Southern California. But this is the first time that I'm more like involved like in Los Angeles. And like same like how I see it in Victor, like he's been like uh, in software graphics, and it's like a way to like okay cool I, I can find a place that I can just like get involved there it's not easy as uh, sometimes people think that uh, especially pre-making in Los Angeles there's not many like, uh, places that can just like welcome you to like to expand your work or you know just, just to keep going like self-graphics yeah I mean it's, it's very interesting you know especially when you move to one place to another place you know um, I think from childhood I always have this um, way of thinking of uh, exploring so when I moved over here it was kind of like that and we came with some friends and we were homeless for a little bit <laughs> uh, we were stealing food from the uh, trucks <laughs> because at that time uh, we remember that they didn't charge you right away they just give you the food you know and then they, they told you like, oh, I'm a terminen. But we used to wait until like a lot of people would come in, you know? And uh, cause we didn't have money. And then later on we learned that <laughs> there was a mission and they give you actually good food. <laughs> so anyhow, so it's, it's very interesting the whole, the whole thing, you know? Uh, then you learn uh, for other people it's really hard, you know? And you start kind of questioning the whole thing, you know? Um, 
because we're kind of like very selfish humans that's why we say this is my country you know or my property and things like that you know and so all that expands and it creates all these problems so I guess from when I started looking at pre-make always was interesting and um, more deep questions and I started looking into um, I think for one year I was reading a lot kind uh, of read all the uh, religion books and then I move into philosophy and then I move into psychology that kind of stuff and um, because I was kind of questioning why we behave the way we behave you know and so um, uh, yeah I, I met a lot of people from different countries which we become really good friends and also like I have appreciation for other cultures too but also I think um, you start seeing like also problems be between us you know so one of the things that I try to do is when I have a chance is the have a good relationship with someone you know and talk about these issues and see if we can uh, it's really hard to find solution but at least we can talk about it you know and that sort of things so pre-making helps a lot in that area because you can give a print to somebody you know or donate print to an institution to create money to help someone that kind of stuff um do you guys feel like um a lot of these homegrown galleries like you know like Artura, uh, Tlaloc is another kind of homegrown, you know, black and brown neighborhoods are kind of picking up where the status quo galleries aren't really looking out, not looking out for artists, but like kind of not like being there for artists. I don't know if I'm asking that right, but. Um, the gallery business is a little bit complex, you know. Mm. I think one of the things that I've been talking to some other friends is that we don't have a Chicano art dealer. We always depend with usually a white person, you know, because <laughs> they're the one that has the connections. They just started with the whole business, you know. Yeah, so we didn't, ha we, we don't have that, you know, and um, we should have that because um, then uh, uh, you can build a business because in itself it's a business, you know, and. Um, now they charge you 50%. <laughs> Before was, I think, 30 or 20. Now it's 50, so it's 50 of your uh, money. <laughs> of your work, of your labor. Of your labor and all yeah. that stuff, you know? I mean, yeah. that's pretty standard now. Yeah, that's what it is, and it's everywhere now. We have Cheech, though. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been. Have you guys been to uh, the Cheech? I have not. Yeah, I want to. I want to go to Riverside. Yes, yeah. Riverside. Yeah, yeah I've been there. Have to go. Let's road trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Riverside. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. I have a, I have like three pieces in the show. Nice. Yeah. So. Really? Yeah. yeah. In the, in the yeah. show. So yeah. It's, I mean, it's good because it like 
brings more attention. I don't know, like sometimes how like uh, what's I mean, attention has like two sides, right? Like could be like positive and negative. But uh, I mean, there's a there's always like the same like sometimes why if if it's really important to have galleries right now even a lot of artists they handle their own business by just having social media sometimes mm-hmm. i mean there's many outlets you know gallery is one but it's not just the only one the confit you you know it just depends like what do you want right because sometimes some artists i i know them and they just make their living by doing illustrations for what they really would like, you know. So a gallery sometimes is an option for them. Mm-hmm. Or even some other artists, they, they're in a good galleries, but at the same time, they're like, they're teachers. So it's, uh, yeah, it, it, I don't think it's it's a, it's a goal. It's not a catedral, see? But it's just, uh, yeah, and I, right now, probably, um, probably the, com- the uh, conversations, conversations even like change because even, I mean, the, you have your space in Altura. This like, it's not in the arts district. It brings like different crowd. It's still like it's 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 great, you know. It's you don't have to have like that um, white cube to to have your show, you know. I mean, even like sometimes you go to a show like at Tlaloc and it's una fiesta, you know. There's not like there's not like uptight, and it's still it's cool, you know. Could bring um um bring uh, bring a a uh, big amount of people. Even I seen like our like print fairs. They they just like in a garage in the in the path in the patio. They have a line, two block lines. So it's like it's whatever it fits you, you know. And there's even other like places. They're more like uptight with the like print uh, their print sales or like print fairs. There's like barely somebody goes there just to see it, you know. So whatever. I mean, sometimes we have we have to be like selling on the sidewalk, you know, or art, and it's fine, you know. <laughs> Sometimes we're like in a nice gallery and like, oh, damn, you know, so it's cool. And whatever I mean, there's a lot of people that do that. There, I mean, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, people are out there hustling. Um, and it's, I mean, I respect the people that go out there and, and put it, uh, you know, they're, they're looking for work, they're working, and hey, you know, respect. Um, social media, I mean, you brought it up. Is that, how do you guys feel about social media like you said using it kind of as you know a lot of people use it to pretty much brand themselves mm-hmm. um you know to put their work out to have people you know look at what they're producing you as a printmaker you're in the studio a lot i'm sure you're probably posting a lot of the new prints that you're doing on the daily um do you guys do you think it's a good thing or i mean i, I know everything has its bad side but what are you guys' experiences as far as with social media? I mean, are people sending you DMs, like asking you that they want to print, or, or how, how does it, how has that been working for you? I mean, yeah, it's another outlet, like uh, like everything that exists in the in like any other like art discipline. And I mean, sometimes uh, I mean when we I mean mostly in this table when we start doing what we like we didn't we have to do it like and share it with whoever was hanging out with us you know so mm-hmm. like the need of approbation was like very limited i think if we have like a friend say oh that's that's cool man that's like mm-hmm. that that means that mean everything you know and sometimes I, I feel like a little bit like it's hard for uh, younger generations or like friends they only do like they want to just do it only for the approbation that comes 
from that, you know, because it's like, it's like there are many layers on it of filters. You know? mm -hmm. So I think it's yeah, it's a tool and yeah, you can you can meet a lot of. I have met a lot of like friends through social media and and share like the art and techniques with with them, you know, and it helps it to expand. And yeah, it helps like to 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 bring food to the table, you know, and just to just to pass it out. And at the same time, it, like. The same that comes to you, like you kind of have to pass it to other ones. So just like it's, in, it's, it's just like running the network. That's what I see. Uh, <laughs> I follow a lot of people because I like a lot of stuff, <laughs> but mostly uh, I'm not really good into the business thing. I think I'm addicted to just um, just follow people because uh, um, yeah, like because social media. I mean, there's you don't have to just use it for that there's people that just they just follow the things that they're interested in like you yeah. make it what you want you know yeah because also there's so many uh interesting stuff you know like um it gave me access to like see for example different architects and what they're doing these days you know or in the area of science because also like science a lot but also I look um some art too, m m mostly um, architecture and science, archaeology, that sort of thing, uh, fashion too, <laughs> because after all it's, uh, it's interesting to see now how technology is creating fashion, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, music, I'm addicted to music, um, and once in a while I look at the <laughs> um, Makers, <laughs> <laughs> so you're following, you're more of a follower on Instagram as, a, yeah, as opposed to much. like posting. <laughs> I yeah. do post up, but uh, or trying to brand yourself like on your page, as you know, I think uh, um, no, I, I, I don't do it that much in that way. I think, um, I think the way my brain thinks is that I want to hear everything and I want to see everything before I expire. <laughs> So, um, I'm a fan, for example, of uh, electronic music, but I cannot hear electronic music the whole day. I have to hear um, different types of music, you know? And the same thing with, uh, with art, you know? Uh, I do like some artists a lot, but uh, I have to see what's new, what is all these people are doing these days and what kind of technology they're using for those things, you know? Yeah, we've been talking about, like, having some kind of printmaking um, for quite some time, and, yeah. Yeah, right now that you said, like a print, like a big print fair, that sounds like something that would be awesome for us to do, and yeah. we would love to yeah. have you be a part of that at some point. Maybe we can talk about that down the line, but... Um, yeah, always bring, like, uh, cool, like, uh, characters <laughs> the printmaking fairs. Yeah. yeah, it's always like cool characters. Uh, on top of the awesome, awesome work from you, Pavel and Victor, like I was excited to meet another Acevedo. I'm an Acevedo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no many here. Right? There's not many here. So <laughs> yeah, there's no many <laughs> here. His, his last name is Acevedo. Hell yeah, primo. Yeah, I thought when you say that, I was like, oh, he's joking or what? No, like, no, 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 like I was, I was really excited. Yeah, like, hell cool. yeah, I want to meet this guy. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything that you? Um, feel that's important for people to know about you and it's as opposed to just seeing your work someone that might know any in, not know anything about you 
what's something that you would want them to know about you? Um, I'm not really interested in they know about me. <laughs> I'm more interested in <laughs> you the... You sound really interesting to you. <laughs> no, I'm more interested in the... They can be able to see my work, you know, because it's kind of interesting when, like, people come into the studio and they bring their own image in their head and they kind of put it in front of my image so they don't see my image anymore. <laughs> what they see is what they have in their head. Right. Or, um, so I think it's... Um, I think that's the main thing to me that the, the I want them to see them because it's, uh, even if it's a little bit dark, it's uh, beautiful, you know? Um, especially because of the textures and stuff that I do in my pieces or the mistakes they have in them, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think like, yeah, just just come out to any event if you can uh, yeah, just come and ask whatever um, it's always like fun to like uh, to talk and hear like somebody sell somebody else perspective for example when it was like the residence in Sophographics they would have in the open studios so it was a fun it was an interesting way to um, to talk with uh, with people about like the work and the process and what they were like expecting or what their experience so it wasn't just like myself in my head all the time so and that was like that always like brings like good um like more like uh fresh eyes to to the work so yeah i think that's that's a good way in yeah asking hanging out like saying hi that that's a good way to me yeah i definitely felt that when i when i talked to both of you you both are willing to share your experiences and your your knowledge and that's something I like about printmaking going back to that you know people people are open to share and and talk it's it's a very human sort of technique in in, in the art world I, I appreciate that a lot yeah it is it is fun to to teach you know especially um, what I notice like a lot of people don't like too much to carve like uh, linoleum sometimes because it gets really hard so you're trying to figure out how to teach them uh, something that is easy for them you know and then at the end they look at the image and they're all like with a big smile and stuff you know mm -hmm. especially because they can do it at home because also I'm trying to teach them something that you don't need that press but you can do it at home and you, you can get a good quality print you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah I teach you to like sit give a bad news with a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and to like a, f a teacher, she, well, she's a primaker and she always was like, uh, don't ever say like, it's coming good. Don't say that because if you said it's gonna come good, it's gonna come bad. And I was like, all right, so kind of have to be like, she's like, we have to be grounded. I'm like, all right, cool. So we just have to be like chill. And there was other stories about like another pre-maker that before was a soldier and I heard like a lot of artists that when they were helping him in the studio said it was rigid, man. So like, he, put, he makes you do push-ups for like printing. <laughs> <laughs> and there was all these like stories about like different pre-makers that like, damn, that's cool. <laughs> it's fun. Um, at what age did you guys start printmaking? And who were like some of the artists that you guys looked up to, respected? Um, I was already old. <laughs> um, What's old? 
<laughs> yeah, old man. Um, what happened is that uh, I went to Selfie Graphics because uh, uh, I had this roommate and he uh, told me about Selfie Graphics. It took me two years to get there. <laughs> and then I got there late. They, already, they were having a, um, a workshop. And um, there was, the teacher was uh, Polly Marichal. And um, I think they were like having two days left when I got there. And so I took the class and then she was showing me the process. And then uh, I always say that something clicked on me when, I w when she showed me the print. And then, um, so I came back and then um, she kinda started teaching me more. And then uh, we become good friends and she um, uh, helped me a lot. And she's uh, from Puerto Rico. She's an incredible, talented person. Um, so then from there I started just um, doing stuff. What did, was she like a mentor to you? you were yeah, pretty mentor? much, yeah. yeah. Um, I got my introduction to printmaking by hanging out with a friend who used to do like bootleg t-shirts, screen printing bootleg t-shirts of uh, um, I grew up in a, in a small like um, uh, pueblo in La Costa the Pacific of Oaxaca, so he used to like uh, do boot levels, Quicksilver, Billabong, Rusty, <laughs> and sell it, you know? And I was like, oh, that's cool. He used to do everything, stickers, and later on, uh, I used to go and hang out, help him. And later on, I went to, I was 19 when I went to, uh, 18, 19 when I went to the Taller de Rufino Tamayo in La Ciudad de Oaxaca. Oh. Y estaba los talleres de pintura, litografía, escultura y cerámica. Y en el de litografía era, pues todos teníamos como la misma edad. Y pues no, era como, la educación en el profeno Tamayo era como libre, no había como una estructura de un maestro o así se pinta. Entonces, este, comenzamos a hacer la litografía porque era dibujar sobre una piedra de mármol y... I just started like drawing before like painting, so I felt comfortable. But at the same time, like knowing like a technique and about lithography and like, at the same time it was like um, learning with a with some other people that didn't know anything, but later seen like artists that were like really good. So I think it, there was like, we all can hang out in the same room, you know, and say, hey, what's up? And they're all cool about it. And I, the artista de Oaxaca, que ha sido, ha influido mucho ha sido Francisco Toledo y cuando él, él creó muchos espacios culturales en la ciudad de Oaxaca so, no iba a la escuela entonces iba a, la, a una biblioteca que él creó el Instituto de Artes Gráficas de Oaxaca so it was like being in the studio and going to the library just to like just to like learn learn you know algún amigo te decía check this art es como la música no escucha esto en base escuchas más buscas más encuentras más. So así fue en ya yeah, poco a poco fue como iba creciendo el gusto por, por el grabado. So one of the things about also about printmaking is the idea of multiples, uh, where you can essentially make a ton of, you know, mm. one type of print or one type of technique or one image. What what are your thoughts on sort of like 
those the numbers you know what, what are you comfortable with how many additions do you do do you do 50 100 a thousand depending what, what are your thoughts what are your your what sort of do you subscribe to when it comes to how many of one edition are you going to do how many of one image are you going to print um i'm not really good at following like rules <laughs> um so what happened is that I just don't like to make so many. Because what happened is that I produce a lot of images really easy. It's really easy for me to do that. And uh, I get bored if I have to do a lot of them, you know? I did it, I think, probably once. And uh, it was a waste of time. <laughs> um, what was the biggest addition that you did? I think it was 30. Yeah. Um, only if you had to do like a portfolio which involves like a bunch of different artists, then I've been forced to do it, you know? But it's just fun because the, you hit share your prints with other people, you know? Which is really cool. But uh, if you do something for myself, I just sometimes I just do one. Or right now I've been doing probably six the most, six or seven. And um, like I said, sometimes I just like do a test and I just wait, I don't know how long, <laughs> and then uh, and then I work on the plate again, and I print it. You know, I have pieces that I, that I haven't finished. I think it's been there for like seven years now. I haven't finished them. So yeah, it's a little bit weird with me. That's good. Eh? I like to keep it like small, but I have done like 60, edition of 60 for a portfolio. And uh, it was two images, so it became to 150, probably, or 30. And I was like, no, again. No. <laughs> <laughs> so 20 is good. I like 20. I like 20 in like uh, APs. And it's funny because sometimes there's a, somebody wants to buy a print, but this is an original. I say, yes, it's a, it's a copy of an original. And you feel like weird saying that, but I'm like, okay, I got it. I'm like, I mean, it's, it's, it's actually an original, you know, but that's a part of this stressing out because some people, they're like, oh, you kind of like, they have to be so rigid, you know, and sometimes it's like, that's when like, I don't know, it doesn't feel fun. And I like to see Victor's work because there's like one of one and it's like, oh, cool, you know, <laughs> you can enjoy it, you know, I, I like the enjoyment to see to see his work and I don't have to think about other other people that get to like heavy on pre-making the it's it's not it, it, it seems boring when it comes to that part but it's understandable and that's why too i mean i don't consider myself as like a printer or impressor i just like have to learn to do this by myself so otherwise if i have to be rigid i will hire somebody that will just only prints and there's like people that only prints for people they don't do art they just print and they're like perfect because that's their job you know mm -hmm. like victor said if you only one and you just he, he, sometimes he gets boring. I seem like plates has been there for I don't know how long. So and, and that's that's the other way. I in other ones I have printed like 300 for. I was doing I was printing a a cover for a hardcore band. So I was screen printing in Lino block. I 
I print directly to the cover, so mm. it was like probably we did like 400 like records. So, mm. so it was like I was like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> but I learned, you know, I learned that sometimes I just have to like be chill. But it was fun too because I I did like the band a lot. So, yeah. That, that's pretty much but it, I mean it, it also depends on the technique because if you're like screen printing it's easier to do 60 uh, yeah. than if you're doing 60 lino or woodcuts yeah. where you gotta roll on the ink and you know the wood's absorbing it it takes you a while to get it going good yeah and even for example there's other printmakers that are like nuts and I mean in a good way they do like etchings like, and they do like crazy numbers and they do like some kind of like techniques and I'm like no dude I don't do that stuff you know yeah they're like a la pompeo I don't know they put like a little bit of color in there and I was like no it's, it's kind of like drugs you know you you mm. know until what drug you go <laughs> I don't go there I don't cross the line <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun to like break the rules a little bit yeah. right yeah. I mean that's you know one of the things I had to learn with time it's yeah you know you go to school you learn the proper way the proper technique and then once you get out of school you just want to like forget everything and just do your own thing right um so that, that that's pretty that's pretty interesting that you're doing some one-of-ones you know, yeah i mean the excuse is that i didn't went to school so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so then i can do whatever i want you know i mean I mean, school has its pros and cons, obviously. No, yeah, no. I think school is school is yeah. great because the technical aspect of it, you know, like uh, at the beginning, I didn't know how to draw that well, you know. I still don't know how to draw, <laughs> but I'm getting better and better. Um, but um, it's just, it just, I remember saying to myself, well, if they can recognize it, <laughs> then it's cool, you know. Yeah, but there's also, I mean, if you draw every day, you're gonna get better no matter what. No, yeah, um, I, I actually. Depends yeah, actually, how you want to draw, I guess. <laughs> no, actually, I do every day. I draw a lot. Of, but the thing is, like, um, I should do more technical stuff so I can get better at it <laughs> instead of going to, like, Kukuru land where I do all this crazy stuff and then I don't know what it is, but then it's cool later on. And then uh, when I don't have uh, ideas, I just go to my notebooks and I see, oh, okay, so this can be uh, for a shirt, you know, or, something like that yeah. but uh, I should do more technical stuff <laughs> which is you know what give you um, skills like you just now YouTube that's all you need yeah you have all the stuff you know yeah, but still you have to do it because yeah. you can just watch that and now oh, I'm good now yeah <laughs> but it's practice. also having the resources and the space uh, depending on what type yeah, of printmaking you know not like not everyone can be a printmaker if they don't have the resources yeah know? like yeah you could screen print and there's ways of doing things at home uh, with a spoon on the paper. Um, but definitely, like, if you're getting into bigger work, more serious work, you definitely need the space and the right um, Yeah, and you presses. have to, like, look for other, like, uh, um, tools, too, you know? That, that's a, a way that, that this is true that you're mentioning because there's sometimes you can start, like, I don't know, certain tools not going to give you that much that you're looking for you're like boys you know mm -hmm. so that's pretty cool no i think it, uh, yeah you're right but also like um it depends on li your limitation you know because one time uh, this guy came to software graphics and he wants to print this huge plate <laughs> and two colors and i didn't fit into the press so we did it on the floor and actually come up much better you know we did it by hand <laughs> and it was uh, two colors um so that was super cool you know um, but I think 
Now, if you look at the print prints from the old master from um, Japanese, you know they were experimenting a lot. And all they did it by hand, and also in uh, some of them in um, China too, like the old they used to do have uh, also by hand. A lot of them they were using the. Uh, so uh, it depends. Uh, it depends on you. What is your limitations? I want to bring it back a little bit to to the show. Um, I, for one, personally was super excited uh, when Summer kind of told me the concept and what she was looking to do uh, to have printmaking at Altura. It was something that we hadn't done yet, but uh, myself as well as Eduardo Gomez, uh, he we've we have experience in printmaking. We used to have a t-shirt, little t-shirt brand, oh, cool. 15 and maybe almost 20 years ago. <laughs> um, and yeah, I would go to his, while well, he was, whether he was at Cal State Lamich, I would go to the print studio and hang out with him and, you know, just watch and help sometimes. And uh, I, I really love, I have like a love for printmaking uh, that I hope to maybe someday sort of concentrate on and maybe, maybe make some mistakes of my own. But uh, I was really excited to have you guys and seeing the way the show came together um the way summer tied everything together with you guys and you guys really have an awesome perspective in printmaking i think uh going back to a little bit about social media i think i think social media can be tricky sometimes because it's a lot of driven by trends um and you maybe have to do that sometimes you know but i think what i see in your work the both of you it goes beyond that and it's a really beautiful uh, way that you you have both expressed yourselves um, from what I've seen and I and now like I'm fans of both of you that now I want to see more uh, so I'll definitely be popping into a lot of your shows hopefully in the future uh, but yeah thank you guys for for being a part of it I think summer did a great job uh, tying it all together cool thank you man thank yeah, you thank appreciate you. it yeah for me, this is one question because I think you made an original piece, right? Because Summer yeah. kind of sort of went through your collection was like, hey, you know, I have the show. I have this idea for duality and, uh, you know, let's throw your stuff on the wall, please. It fits. But I think there's some original piece. There's an original piece in there. Is that correct? Yeah. Can you elaborate the, on that? The large, uh, well. Because I mean, it's a big piece, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, the thing is that this is the actually first large piece that I did by myself and I was experimenting with uh, acrylics and also the piece in itself has um, fabric and it has dry flowers and it has uh, tea bags and paper and stuff like that and also has a print and the idea was uh, to have a naked person and uh, have a uh, one face which it comes from a picture that i saw was happening right now in uh, with russia and there was this guy who um, uh, i guess uh, bombs plot next to his house or something and had like really damaged his face and the other part has um it says empty because to me the only way you can see beauty is when your mind is completely empty because if you have the concept of beauty, then you have likes and dislikes. So you're not capable to see actually beauty as it is, you know? And the other one is uh, showing you the uh, fear, you know? Because usually fear creates also violence, you know? So um, yeah, that was the, the idea. 
Uh, it's, it's a good piece. It's beautiful. It's it's massive. It's like seven feet ish, right? Seven yeah, eight feet. Like yeah, summer trying to install that was pretty interesting. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, Pavel, why are you slack? Where's the new stuff? Well, oh, it's at the Cheech. Our bad. It's at the Cheech. <laughs> Sorry, it's at the Cheech. Okay, yeah, so Cheech. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. You're good. That's awesome. Uh, but no, gentlemen, thank you so much uh, for you know taking the time and uh, just being patient with us and letting me switch tables because everything's creaky here. No, it's um, cool. But no, thank you so much. Thank you for being part of the show. Thank you to Summer Bernal for bringing in uh, three amazing artists together. We appreciate you so much. Um, and we're looking forward to the closing and then uh, the future of you two and SEC as well and everything else that comes out of uh, out of Altura. So thank you guys very much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks thank so you much guys. for having Thanks. us. Thank you so much for joining us for the Altura podcast. We look forward to opening the mic to our friends and the community here in Nela. If you enjoyed the show, please tap that subscribe and like button. Without your time and support, we wouldn't be here. So please leave comments and slide into the DMs so we can evolve this program for you, our listeners. Feel free to connect with us beyond the pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Once again, gracias.